night, Friday night, 7 o'clock. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in studio, or excuse me, Jerry in Portland. No, I guess technically I'm in Milwaukee, Oregon now. Jim is in the Philo studio. Uh, Jim, before I let you on here, a couple of housekeeping items that I want to get out of the way early because we're kind of unsure when things may be happening here. Uh, At some point during the next hour of the Sports Phone, we may be cutting away uh, to go to live coverage of Joe Biden's uh, speech that uh, is going to be coming on. Uh, so we're not sure when that's going to happen, uh, if it's going to happen in this hour or so on and so forth. But if it does happen, we'll be cutting away from the sports phone to go to that. Uh, so just wanted to get that out of the way now uh, and let everybody know if you were ready to listen to the sports phone or if you were wondering if you were going to hear Joe Biden speak, uh, if you are listening here on KZYX. Welcome, everybody, to the sports phone. Jerry and Jim is here in the studio. Jim, how you doing tonight? I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've been... <laughs> That was one of the more hectic times of getting started on the sports phone because <laughs> th- this is all live stuff here on breaking news. Yeah. And um, NPR, I don't know if they got a little tired and they didn't want to commit to the next hour of special coverage, but um, my sources, including CNN and MSN and... and um, I mean, those are everybody's sources. Don't, don't think that there's some uh, special yeah. exclusive source that you have. <laughs> no, uh, but they are still saying that that Biden is going to speech tonight speak tonight and I do think we owe it to ourselves the station and and our listeners if I can technologically pull it off uh, we will go for Biden's speech for as long as it goes and then we'll come back to the, to the sports phone and get give you jerry's analysis so so listeners just to be clear we are relying on jim's technological savvy to bring oh, yeah. you joe biden's speech if it comes on in the next hour uh i will leave it at that and let you draw your own conclusions <laughs> uh welcome everybody to the sports phone here on kzyx uh if you're new to the show very simply put this is an open forum sports talk show uh jim and i are here we want to talk about what's going on in the world of sports uh i think one thing that we really kind of pushed especially during the coronavirus was like, let's just take a break. Let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy sports and not have to worry about the sports phone. I honestly look at it the same way. I've been glued to my TV, just doing a watching election stuff all week. And it's been stressful. I look at this hour in the same way. Kind of let's take a little breather. Let's just talk some sports. Let's have some fun. Let's take our minds off things for a little bit. Uh, and I know Jim probably thinks about it the same way, but the sports phone again, open forum, you, the listener who we want to be callers, uh, drive the topics, drive the opinions. We just want to sit back and enjoy the ride. Uh, the number to do that is 707-895-2448. Uh, so give us a call if you want to talk about sports, anything going on in the world of sports, all sorts of good stuff uh, going on. Jim, uh, do you have anything you want to say before we get started, whether it be uh, election stuff, sports phone stuff, any housekeeping items I missed, anything you want to get on the table before we get rolling here? The, the phones are open. Um, yeah. So seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. I challenge uh, the the listeners, um, any listener, regular listeners, new listeners, call up and ask us a question. I love that uh, little uh, stump the uh, the hosts a thing mm-hmm. that we got going a couple weeks ago. And and um, yeah. calls, ask us questions. Um, we'll have fun with them even if we don't don't know the answer. So I just want to do do want to repeat um, out of respect for what the station stands for. We are going to um, do our best to get Biden's speech on, if it in fact come comes on. Um, I'm not sure what it's taking for that to to happen. Uh, The other thing I want to mention is a little housekeeping. I know Jerry's going to read it later, 
But a little thing, a, a little bit's changed on the fundraising um, aspects. Um, we are in the middle of a quiet drive that Jerry's going to tell you a little bit more about later. But next week, the quiet drive is going to be over. And um, we are once again, like we did six months ago, uh, or long ago, it seems like it was yesterday, um, we are going to be live pitching and trying to raise money for the station. Um, if, if our regular listeners remember, we set some records last time. We raised over $1,000 in, in a matter of 45 minutes. And it was very, very, very exciting. And um, so they were going to have uh, us just tell people to call in later next week if they wanted to to donate. But I've convinced them we're going to have a live phone answer here um, next week. So we're going to try to raise money live. We're gonna we're gonna pitch. We're gonna beg. We're gonna do whatever and you know radio people will do. So we're gonna do that next week, the uh, Friday, the thirteenth of November. Um, that's about all I have, Jer. Just for um, off the cuff stuff. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. You pick the first topic. Well, let's start with a little. Uh, let's see, what are we on? November sixth. Let's see what happened on this day in sports. Uh, I I had one uh, when I first read it. I thought it was a birthday of some sort. It, it's not, but at the same time, I think it's it's worth noting because. I can't imagine where our lives would be if this man didn't exist, Jim. Uh, so in on, on November 6th, 1961, the U.S. government issued a stamp uh, in honor of the 100th birthday of James Nadesmith, uh, oh, who, as wow. everybody knows, is the founder and inv- who invented the game of basketball. Was that a joke? As, Everyone I, knows it? I think that's anyone that's a sports fan knows that name. John um, Nadesmith, he invented basketball. James Naismith, yeah, invented basketball. And like I kind of said, I thought that was worth mentioning for On This Day in Sports because, you know, our lives would probably be very, very different right now if we if we did not have the game of basketball in it. Have you gone to the, to the books and seen some of the interesting stuff and how, how it first started and, and what the, why it's called basketball? Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, the peach basket story and, and all those types of things. It was two peach baskets. I, my favorite little nugget about early iterations of basketball, uh, well, two actually. One, that you couldn't dribble at one point. Uh, huh. I, I love that little fact. And then the other one, and I think this is just so interesting when you think about the tempo and the pace of basketball now, how it's so fast, is that initially it was a basket that didn't have a hole in it. So every time the ball went, went in, you had to grab it out and then continue to play. So it's like, imagine the up-tempo of basketball now if you had to get the ball out of this basket, right? Instead of it going through a net. So, so as far yeah, as I you think know, those are kind of the two early parts of basketball that, that I think are really interesting to think about. So as far as you know, they the ref didn't pull it out of the basket? The players had to get the basket? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who pulled it out. I'm just saying that, like, the fact that it was something that didn't it didn't go through would significantly would slow down the pace of play. And the no dribble aspect, I'm sort of picturing ultimate frisbee where yeah. you you have to pass and run, you mm-hmm. couldn't dribble. Interest, inter, interesting. Yeah, oh. it would definitely change the dynamic of the game for sure. Like I, I could see basketball working with no dribbling. Right. I know there's coaches that you know will practice with no dribbling to kind of oh, emphasize yeah. motion and movement and types of things. Um but yeah, I, I think it would be a, it'd be a very different sport for sure. 
Huh. Uh, so, so that would be that'd definitely be interesting. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Uh, Jim, I know there was a lot going on. Did you manage to grab something for On This Day in Sports, or do you want to yeah, move yeah, on? Yeah, uh, my, my, my computer is still on CNN. <laughs> just keeping an eye on things. I, 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 never, I, I never even thought about it until right now. I'm glad, glad you had something. Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm all sports all the time, so uh, I'll be on top of things. Um, I had a couple other uh, little housekeeping stories. I, I like keeping track of coronavirus stories in sports because I just think it's fascinating to see oh, how yeah. things evolve and blend yep. and change from day to day, week to week, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so in the world of football, and Jim, I think you'll appreciate this one. I just I think the title of this article says it all about the state of college football. And the title of the article, this is from the Washington Post uh, from today, actually. The Pac-12's football season hasn't even started, and they've already canceled two games. Hello, Call, you're on the air. Hi, I just wondered when Colin Kaepernick was going to be signed by the 49ers. Oh, is, boy. Is that, is, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I miss something? Is that going to happen? No. no. Jerry? <laughs> no, it's well, not going to happen. And I think the caller appreciates that answer because it's like, it, Thank yeah. you. I, I have heard that, that I mean, I, I predict someone. No one's signing him. No one's signing him? No one's going to sign Colin Kaepernick. I, I, th- I think I lost that, that caller. Is it, yeah, she, she hung up. Here, here's the kind of the point with that call, and this is the, the no, joke, the, right? Uh, she ahead, wasn't Jim. joking. No, she, she, she was, you know, I, again, I don't think you follow football very closely, so here's kind of the context. Assuming that caller's a big 49ers fan, here's the context of that call. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers starting quarterback, J- J- no, Jimmy Garoppolo, is out for the next six weeks with an ankle injury. Oh. And it's something that's plagued him all year, and he's playing. He just hasn't played well. And their backups are less than good, right? And there's been this argument since Kaepernick kind of ejected, got ejected from the league that he is better, or when he left the league, was better than a ton of backup quarterbacks and even some starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So, some, so it's kind of this ongoing joke still of if any team needs a quarterback, they're going out and signing, you know, these random people that have like, that are consistently haven't been that great in some cases when Kaepernick, who was had a lot of success is just kind of sitting there and no one wants to touch him. So is that still sort of, sort of, does that happen in, in, in the big league sport? I mean, baseball, they have all their farm systems and all basketball has, some sort of a farm system. F- football, will, will they actually just go grab someone that's out there and, the, and, and, and sign them for a short contract if, like, three quarterbacks got hurt in one game? Yeah, yeah, you'll see that a lot. They'll bring people in for workouts. Um, they'll sign them. Hmm. Uh, they might put them on the practice squad. If it's some, if it's not like a quarterback, like, say, you bring in a defensive lineman that's been out of the league for a little while, they might put them on the practice squad for a week just to let them get up to speed type thing. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is definitely more common in football where you'll see someone just kind of signed off the streets uh, and immediately will be in the lineup. And quote off the streets, the, 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 these are people that, that know this could happen. They're staying in shape. I'm, oh, yeah, they're staying in shape. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. But, but, no, I appreciate that call on a lot of different levels. I, I absolutely do. Do, I, I do we know for great. a fact that, that is, is Kaepernick in playing condition, ready? Because I can't imagine I, it doesn't happen. How old is he? I would be shocked if he's not, I think he's either in his late thirties or late thirties, excuse me, early, th- early thirties or late twenties. Um, at this point, he's 33, he's 33. So he still could, could play. I, I would just say like beyond the activism part, 
he's been an athlete his whole life. So it would really surprise me if someone that's 33 years old is not staying in shape. If it's football shape or not, that's another discussion. But I'd be very surprised if, you know, he's put on like 70 pounds and is out of shape or something. And would you also be, uh, would you also be surprised? I'm going to take a call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Oh, good job on the phone. You put me on hold right away. This is W. Dan. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing good, Dan. How are you today? Excellent. How about presidential uh, sports fans? Joe Biden, of course, is a big Phillies fan because his wife is from there. Okay. Donald Trump is big on the Yankees and the Mets. He, you know, he, he, he technically does from New York. Side. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what, uh, what football team was uh, Trump an owner of? Ooh, Ooh, I did not know he he had. Is he still a partial owner of a team, or is there or was he at one point? No, 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 they're long gone. Think of a league that's no longer in existence. So yeah, something in the AFL. Oh no, I, okay, Dan, I'm not going to be able to get the team, but it's got to be part of the XFL at some point. <laughs> no, way too no? early. This is 1983, Jerry. Okay. Huh. Uh, no, I, I don't know it then, if, if it's that late or that old. The USFL, the United States Football League, okay. he owned the New Jersey Generals, and they used to play in the offseason, so they'd play in the spring, and uh, he demanded that they play in the fall and go head-to-head with the NFL, and, and that didn't end very well for uh, him <laughs> or any of them. So, Come on, more questions. You got, you got a whole list of presidential stump the host? Uh, no, not, not any big list, but I was just interested. Joe Biden is, of course, a big Phillies fan, and uh, he, huh. he likes the Phillies and the Eagles, and uh, he's got a soft spot for the New York Yankees. So he's a politician, you know. He's not a true fan. He's playing all the angles. <laughs> he probably well, likes... I, I would imagine the ones that, that are, like, you know are in the public realm of sports, I would, be, I would, be, I would imagine a lot of it is tied to where they're from originally, because, like, I yeah. think Obama... Is a well-known like Chicago Bulls fan, for example. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I would imagine a lot of it is where they grew up, where they started in politics, it informs their sports fans. Uh, their well, sports fans. Yeah, they they are human. That's sort of that's pretty typical. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I don't cool. know. What, I don't. Point. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I, I really don't. I I think I I watched Kareem Abdul Jabbar once, and I've always been a Laker fan from then. And I don't know why I'm a Yankee fan. I was born in New York, but I don't remember that's why I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, that'd be another good conversation for the sports phone is what got you to to follow and support the professional teams that you do? Like, I think, Dan, you've already s- said you're, you're a Dodgers fan, right? Well, I'm a Dodgers fan, yeah, because I have uh, connections. My grandfather was a big Dodgers fan, and so, of course, we all inherited that. And I'm, I'm not a... You know, I don't follow them. I I watch the uh, playoffs and I watch the World Series and the uh, I watch the uh, the Super Bowl and I watch the NBA Finals, but I don't follow them throughout the season so much. But, but you, I'm also a Mariners fan because my wife was a, huh. a huge Seattle sports really? fan. But she loved the Seahawks and she loved the Mariners, and that's been fun the last. You know, was she 10, more was she years. more of a sports fan than you were? What's that? Was, oh, was she more Loretta of a sports fan? Was a huge I, sports fan. She she loved uh, the Mariners back in the eighties. Oh wow! I didn't. I, she was a she was a, a Seahawks fan when Steve Largent was was still there and Jim Zorn was playing. So yeah, no, she huh. yeah she. So I, I I went along with that last one and then I'm out and give somebody else a chance to get in. 
President Dwight D. Eisenhower was one of the better all-around presidential athletes to ever get to the White House. He graduated from West Point, but he had bad grades because he uh, was all into football, boxing, fencing, gymnastics, and even horse racing. So He participated you know, he in those? He gave up the grades for sports. That's crazy. He that's participated in those sports? Yeah. He played football. Yeah, that's what it says here on online. And John F. Kennedy, I you know, I thought he was practically crippled, but he uh he <laughs> went for the football team. But uh-huh. he was also big for golf and uh, you know, all the white boy European sports. So I bet there's a lot of tennis and, and golf in, in, in a lot of our presidential and and, and Congress people. Yeah. yeah. Uh Kennedy was also a, a, a talented swimmer. And then of course there's Gerald Ford. He was a he was a Wolverines fan uh, way back, and they've got all sorts of Saturday Night Live uh, skits about him with Wolverine stuff and tripping over his desk. But anyway, <laughs> give somebody else a chance to get in. Thanks, Great Dan. show. Talk Thank to you, you later. Love it. Yeah, I think the one that, that I, for whatever reason, caught me off guard the most, because we talked about that a little bit last week, Jim. We were talking about uh, presidents and sports. I didn't know that uh, not George W. Bush, but H.W. Bush uh, played baseball at Yale. So he played Division One baseball. And I, I didn't know that one. And for some reason, that one surprised me the most of all. Wait a minute, that, that, no that, was, that was a son? The father. The, the father, father played at Yale. Wow. Push. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. I also, if we didn't have any other calls, I wanted to kind of follow up on something, Dan, that we were talking about a little bit there about, like, you know, why you're the fans of the sports fans that you are and or the, the teams you are and such. Got me thinking. But one thing. What was it? It got me thinking. I, I'm glad you're, you're yeah. going with this. It's not necessarily where, why I'm a fan of things, but I was just going to say living for six years was really amazing as a fan of sports, not as a fan of a specific team, just because Arizona is this commuter state where a lot of people come when they retire or they vacation there and so on and so forth. So combine that with during the time I was there, the Cardinals for football were not good. The Suns were awful for mo- for the most part, and the Coyotes in hockey weren't great. The Diamondbacks have kind of been wishwashy. You combine that with the fact that there's so many people that live there from out of state. It's this really interesting spot to huh. observe sports. Like I would, I, I went to the same restaurant every week, and I sat with the, these two couples uh, that were from the Midwest. That were both from Wisconsin, and they were huge Packers fans and Badgers fans for University of Wisconsin. It was just. It was so cool to run into all these people that were fans of different sports. Well, it was do, really, really interesting. I, different teams. I think it was a birthday trip, Jer, that, that, that we went on for, for you. We got really good seats. Mm-hmm. M- NBA's not not cheap. And we got really good seats. And we went to a Lakers-Suns game in Phoenix. And it was very clearly there was there was as many Laker fans there as any other team. And, and just yeah, as I, much as, as the home team. I think that the even crazier example I ran into of that, Jim, was I went and watched the Arizona Coyotes game, which is their hockey team. And we were watching them play the Edmonton Oilers. And like, okay, L.A. to Phoenix, that's not that far to go Mm -hmm. to come and watch a basketball game if you're a fan and you're traveling. But there were so many Canadians there at that game. Snowbirds. There were the snowbirds, yeah. The the (laughs) snowbirds that that traveled and, and vacationed in Arizona from Canada. It was fascinating how many... How many Oilers jerseys I saw at that game? Interesting. 707-895-2448. Right now we're chatting on, and I want to stick with it just for a second here. What determines the teams you like to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, very clearly, Dan and, and Jerry said, is um, 
where you grew up. It do doesn't always work, but it, 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 a lot of times it, it has something to do with it. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Vince. Hey, Vince. You want to try to answer? Doing? You want to try to answer that question, Vince, or you want to bring something up? Uh, repeat the question. Is this uh, what what got me to like the teams I like? That, that I was, I was what, what gets people? We can start with you. What gets people to like the teams that they like? I was going to say where they grew up has been the only one that said it for sure. Uh, my what my second one was. I really liked a player on a team as a very young child, and I followed that player, and I loved whatever team he was on. It happened to be the Lakers for the rest of his life. It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I have another one, but I'm going to let you guys say some of the other ones. Well, I, yeah, I think it kind of is a combination of things, because I'm from Florida, where it's very similar to Arizona. Um, when I grew ah. up, we didn't have a baseball team. You know, there was no baseball team in Florida, so I you know, watched the Atlanta Braves. And so I rooted for the Atlanta Braves. And that was mainly because TBS always had Braves games on. And, and you know, my family also watched uh, the Cubs on WGN. So those are pretty much two teams you could watch every day because of those local stations in those areas. And so I grew up and I gravitated to the Braves. Um, I also had the Buccaneers, but I really wasn't, you, you know, they were terrible. So there was no energy in the community about the Buccaneers. And so I gravitated towards the Cowboys, and mainly because the Cowboys were on TV every week. Uh, with uh, the Celtics, Larry Bird, I gravitated to watching Larry Bird. I loved watching Larry Bird, so I rooted for the Celtics. Um, so that's where mine came from. So I think it's if you live and grow up in a certain area and there's a, a, a big hype because your team is good, you'll, you'll naturally support that team or if that community is passionate, like the Cubs. Yeah. People in Chicago love the Cubs. The Cubs were terrible for a long period of time, but they had a following because the community loved them. But if you live in, uh, you know, let's say Arizona, and the teams are terrible, there's not a natural energy there for a local team that's been there for a long time. So people aren't really going to, you know, care too much for them unless they're winning and they're going to a championship. You know, Jerry, what do you, you, you kind of follow that, that thinking? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's, that's a, those all totally make sense. And I think my, my thought on that kind of dovetails, I would say semi nicely from, from, from that one. And I think it also goes to what Jim was saying, like following a player. I think if you get exposed to something for whatever reason and it kind of keeps you interested in that team and i know yeah. that's not a great explanation so i'll kind of give an example of it uh when i was oh geez i was probably tell somewhere between like 12 and 15 not sure of the specific age um i had an opportunity to do uh a shooting workout uh at cameron indoor stadium which is where duke basketball plays with yeah, nobody oh, else oh. there except a coach and one other guy and from there right. it was just like the, oh my me, god i was just there. I'm just on the floor where the same court where all these Duke players have played and I'm just here by myself. This is awesome. And from there, like I've always just been a fan of Duke basketball. So I think nice, you can have nice. those kind of experiences also huh. uh, that, that oh, drive sure. you to yeah. stay in touch with some, with a team for some reason. I, I like, uh, you know, if you think about it, if you think about the people I've gravitated to, um, I saw Kareem play. And I like the domination due to repetition and, and the dedication. I fell in love with Tiger Woods 
the, the dedication, the domination, the the the, the focus. I loved watching. I love watching Federer in his prime because he was relentless. The same thing happened with with Kobe and Jordan. I followed. It's. I liked all those teams. Um, I, I liked the the Bulls because of Jordan. So that that is. Jeez, that yeah. that is. Um, who your parents like is another one I was going to say. Um, but um, that that helps too. But that also pushes away. Like I remember growing up, and my whole family were big Florida State fans for for college football, and I immediately gravitated away from it. Uh, you know, so sometimes I think if there's over the top family energy and in into a particular team, that could that could kind of also, you know, make you what, what's their rival? I'm going to root for that team. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that in a second, um, Vince. I'm going to take another call. Keep listening up and give us a call back. All right. Thanks, Vince. Uh, I certainly will. Thanks. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hello. I guess they're not on the air. I heard something there. Yeah, there was somebody on the other end of that call. But give us yeah. a call back, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Just, um, just um, so, so I had that one, Jerry. Well, actually, before I get back to this, I, I do it. Uh, we're 26 minutes into the sports phone. There yeah. still is a possibility. I'm going to give a little update here. Um, I'm, I have this special e uh Email here following NPR says that there's still a chance that President Biden will speak. I'm that, sorry, that, that, Vice, that, that, Vice that. President Biden, <laughs> former Vice President Biden. We've got another call. We have two more calls. Hello, you're on the sports <laughs> phone. Accurate, Jim. You're on the sports phone. Yeah, I was just uh, listening to how you guys were talking about being influenced by all kinds of sports, but you were talking about basketball. <clears throat> but when I was a kid, I mean, like in high school, even junior high school, I was a very good trumpet player, but <clears throat> I couldn't do anything on the field. And <clears throat> I was no interest in sports at all. <clears throat> and I had sometime in the day, on I guess Saturday or Sunday, there was a game by, between the Los Angeles Angels and the Hollywood Stars. This was the old Angels before the yeah. before the major leagues moved out here. And it was the ninth inning. Um, and somehow I got hooked. I mean, like I, the, the Angels were ahead uh, one to nothing. And they had Bilko and others on there. And team. It was like, you know, pretty heavenly laden for a uh, minor league team. And uh, it was like couple people on base and it was like they finally they finally won the game one to nothing and it changed my life i mean all, all of a sudden <laughs> found something that had nothing to do with anything that was going on in my life uh, and uh i uh have uh continued to be a sports fan so, so i thought i'd share that so was that the equivalent of Jerry, do you know um, the, the team he's talking about? Was that the equivalent of, 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 of you know, like the Sonoma County Crushers? Was it one of those minor league type teams? Cause well, I, yeah, the, the Oakland Oaks, uh, the uh, San Francisco Seals. Oh, wow. Uh, the, and and the, then the Hollywood Stars and the Los Angeles Angels and the, the uh, San Diego Padres. That was their name that, that they got it and that was adapted. And, uh, uh, I don't know if, the, if, if there was a, a, a Sacramento team, Sac, Sacramento Solons, 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, they were pretty hot stuff till the major league came out. And then I, I guess they're still around somewhere, but, uh, I, uh, uh, I had no idea that uh, listening to that one inning of hmm. baseball was, I mean, like, I guess they, I, something outside of music uh, and what I was doing, it was it was a fresh area. It was completely um, just uh, inspiring. So right, anyway, I thought I'd share that. Introduction, introduction with sports. Thank you for that testimonial. I loved it. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Caller, call back. Phones have been ringing. They've, um, boy, you don't in- interrupt a story like that, Jerry. I mean, no, that, no, was, I... that was first. Ooh. Um... All right, Stump the Host um, by, by our texting wizard, Z. Who was basketball's first big man? He was That's a, a loaded question. And a distant cousin okay, the, of the texter. <laughs> I, I, I see. Okay. See, <laughs> I, I'm going to challenge this question because it, for, for several reasons, I, the first big man, like that's a very vague question. Like it, I, I feel like who, whatever the answer to this question is, if I looked hard enough, I could find someone that came before them that was just as tall. I'm asking for a clue. I, I, I am going to challenge the validity of that question. I love the question, and I'm happy to take a shot at it, but I'm going to need a little bit more, a little bit more information. Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, I mean, is that not even close? Are we talking? That's what I mean. Like, I mean, it's. Who's it's, the guy? But, wait, but, wait, wait, I, I'm going, I, I've got an, I'm going with George Mikan. That's yeah, a, see, that was the first name that came to my mind also. It was George Mikan. I have no idea why. But, like, I'm just curious. I'm also curious just to see what the answer is to think where Z is coming from with this. Like, played, how the... Played for Milwaukee. There's there's a there's a clue. Just came off. And oh, jeez. I mean... So, so, it, so it's it's George Mikan? I'm pretty sure we got it. I don't think so. I, I don't think George Mikan ever played for Milwaukee. Hmm. I think he played for the Lakers, to my knowledge, when they were in oh, Minneapolis. Really? Oh. But I, I, I don't know on this one. I, I, <laughs> I, I hesitate on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punt this one. I don't have an answer for it, and I, I don't know how. I feel, I feel like I'd be cheating too much to look this one up. <laughs> uh, but, but no, it's a good question. I love it. I, Jim and I are very, very uh, willing to admit that we don't know the answer to some of these questions. Uh, I thought I knew a lot about sports until we started to get some of some of these questions. Uh. It's funny. I, I, back on what the. Wait, we're getting a lot of texts on the sports phone today. Can I read you this one? Yeah, go ahead. When you grow up in Compshi, this is this is a testimonial to her first favorite team. You grow uh-huh. up in Compshi, you have no electricity, and the radio batteries are always running out. Um, you're saving your batteries just um, for a camp, camp FB's radio version of Trading Times. The occasional Giants game would come on, um, and and my dad could pull it in. It sounds to me like then you became a Giants fan for life, and every other L.A. team was officially called the, I'm not going to finish. I will have to mute myself if I call it what, <laughs> what the other L.A. teams are called. So yeah. there, there's another geographical reason. 
Uh, Minneapolis is where this. Um, That's different than Milwaukee. Like those are two very different cities in two totally different states. So if we're back to Minneapolis, then I'm back to my George Mikan answer. Huh. But but I I I'd like to you know try to get this squared away here. Uh, but uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get an answer and we'll we'll see if we were right or not. But give us a call if you want to talk sports seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you, you want to talk are... anything about sports. We're talking about kind of the origin of how we became fans of different teams, why you become fans of different teams, things like that. Uh, if you've got anything on that, you want to give us a different subject to talk about, give us a call, 707-895-2448. You're on the sports phone. Thank you. And, yeah, the origin starts out kind of young. I think uh, in maybe fifth or sixth grade, some friends were like, hey, we're cutting school today, and we're going to ride down to the uh, – the hotel there in Santa Rosa, and watch the Raiders practice. And um, okay. there was John Madden and uh, I think uh, Staubach and possibly Mean Joe Green. And um, that, uh, you know, the Raiders will always have a spot in my heart <laughs> um, from those, uh, from that early, early days of uh watching them out there behind the ranch area. I can't remember the name of the hotel where they used to practice there uh, during the springtime. And um, and then you move to uh, getting a little bit older, and um, you realize that there's some teams that are just so fluent. And I'm going to use football again. You know, once you see Montana and Rice and Dwight Clark and a team play – better than they could play individually together and there's that there's that fluency and that that smoothness that's that really rolls through and you start to kind of mature into into watching sports and realize that that some teams are only great as teams and i'm going to move to uh the women's soccer team when they won the world cup and mm-hmm. watching how they came together and just um, rolled through the Olympics, or I mean, uh, through the World Cup uh, uh, in that way. That was, they were just so fluent. I, you, you just could not, you just had to watch almost every game all the way up to the end. And there's a few other uh, teams, I think, over history that, uh, that I can recall. Um, the American hockey team also, they pulled out a great victory during the Olympics that time. So, Thanks, following uh, certain teams and watching them definitely has um, an origin, I think, for most of us in history. Thanks for the call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, caller. Someone call up. Call back if you can, 707-895-2448. So that last one, I, I think it was almost a, a summary of a whole bunch of them, Jer. Different reasons for different sport. Different reasons for different ones too. Yeah, like how? I mean, th- think about that one that he said. Um, heck, you, you used as this day on sports last week with the the two, um, you know, the Megan. I forget her last name. The guy, Megan, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird getting married. How many people? How many people took heart to that team after one World Cup? You know, you know, run. Hello, call. You're on the air. Hey, I don't know if anyone's clarified this, but because I have to in the middle of the field to get reception. 
Um, but, you know, if it wasn't for the owners of the Giants, the Dodgers fans would be rooting for the Atlanta Dodgers because Whoa. the owners of the, the owners of the Giants. Uh, he, we lost him, Jer. I think we lost him. Uh, there was a good story coming there, though. There oh, was some, there was some good I, stuff coming there. I can see that guy. Everything that you got to get used to his voice, but everything he says is interesting. Um, oh, there was something good coming there. Final I, call. I hope he gets some reception and can call back. Final. Um, from our, our texter Z. Final is George Mikan is historically Once. known as the first big man in pro basketball. He was 6'10". He was the first to pure dominant center. I think I've heard that from other places too, Jerry. we got to give Z credit for that one. Hello, Carl. You're on the air. Sorry, we're going to try that again. Yeah, the Giants moved out of here first, and then they convinced Mr. O'Malley, who owned the Dodgers, and the owners of the Giants had friends on the city council of Los Angeles, so he cut a deal with them so Mr. O'Malley could buy uh, Chavez Ravine at a very good price. So, you know, the Dodgers should actually be kissing the Giants' backside and, um, I, I mean, my first Giants game was in 63 against the Yankees at World Series. So that's what made me a Giants fan. Mm. Fuck the Fodgers, by the way. <laughs> um, back to, back, to, back to, to, to presidential sports trivia, though. W. Dan, bless your heart. Uh, Richard Nixon had two favorite um, sports. Do you know them? Say it again. Uh, Richard Nixon. He had two favorite, like passion, passionate sports. Do you know what they were? To be to to watch or to play? Uh, no, he he played one and he watched one. Hmm. I mean, jeez, uh, cricket. No, you, uh, you'll never get it. You'll never get both of them. <laughs> he actually uh, was a big Washington Redskins, a football fanatic, because yep. uh, uh, football and politics are war, so they're one and the same strategically. And he actually used to get, I can't remember, uh, Alan, uh, what's his name? Anyway, the coach in the early 70s, he used to give him a limousine ride home and give him plays to try to call. Of course, they never did. <laughs> the second sport, it's true. Uh, uh, what's his name? Hunter S. Thompson wrote about it. Uh, the second is he was a fanatical bowler. Bowler? Really? And to get back, yes, to get back at John F. Kennedy, he filled in JFK's pool and made a bowling alley. And if you pay attention in The Big Lebowski, you will see Richard Nixon bowling in his bowling alley. At the White House? In, no, in, at the White House, in, down down where, where JFK's uh, uh, pool used to be. He filled in the oh. pool and turned it into a bowling alley. So now we know that, that JFK put a swimming pool in the White House. That's where he used to seduce the women. And, and Obama put a basketball court in the White House. And... And there's also a bowling alley in the White House. Yeah, there was a so, bowling alley. Yeah, like I say, there's a poster of him in the Big Lebowski up on the wall. Uh, so, one last, one last trivia. Here's another great one. One last stunt. The trivia. Do you know who the very first um, pentathlete uh, competitor was for the U.S. Olympic team? Hint: They made a, they made a movie about him. I think it's Jackie Robinson, isn't it? No. No. Mm. General George S. Patton. He oh, won. All right. 1912. How's that? 
That's anyway, good. I love this kind of crap. You guys have a great day. Thank you. I Thank love you. it. All right. So, bye. Jim, I, I love looking up this kind of stuff, especially when I hear something I didn't know. So I pulled up an article from this is April. This is from April 18th, 1971 from The New York Times. Uh, on April on April 17th, President Richard Nixon increased his bowling average to a score of 165 and set a new career high at a 229. Career high is 229. Didn't you bowl that once? Didn't you get a 229? No, once? I've never. I've never done. I think I maybe got like a 210 once or something like that. But but I mean that's not bad for an just an average bowler, an average of 165. Call you I think it's pretty solid. Call you're on the air. What's your high bowling score? Uh, 235. <laughs> I believe it. So I, I want to give one heads up, um, especially with my favorite caller on the line. Um, I've had two different texts, and I don't know if Vince is following. They're still calling for um, vice president, possible president, um, Joe Biden to come on and talk to the, to the country. I actually think he wants to talk to the world. And uh, we're still expecting to hear it from NPR. They haven't given a time frame yet. It's getting to be past prime time on the East Coast, so we still think it's going to happen. So this, we all could be preempted in a minute. Go ahead, Vince. I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. So just to, first off, you're right, Jim, that, that caller, whoever it is, I hear his voice, and I'm so ready to hear all kinds of neat, interesting uh, tidbits in sports. Really great caller. Um, I want to follow up on George Mikan. Uh, George Mikan had the original hook shot that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, mimicked his uh, from. And in 1951, the NBA uh, installed the Mikan rule, which was widening the paint from 6 feet to 12 feet. Oh, wow. So just a little extra I, on that one there. That was, a, that was a good little stump one. I like the, the, I think we all knew it was George Mikan. I think the, the, the thing that threw it off was uh, a distant cousin kind of made me not sure who that might have been, but uh, yeah. So just this little something there. I love uh, being able to look this kind of stuff up on the internet while I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> it makes it, uh, yeah, you makes it fun. You and Jerry alike. I can. I, I I know Jerry so well. I can feel. I don't hear the 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 tapping of the keys, but and 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 it's different when he's looking something up. I know that. Um, He's looking something up. I can just feel it. And, and yeah, I, yeah. People say stuff, and I'm like waiting for Jerry to chime in really quick with something. He pops I'm up on, on Google. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good stuff, guys. I'm going to let it go in case somebody else wants to get in before uh, uh, VP Biden speaks. It sounds like it's 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 happening more and more. I'm um, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yep. And it just yeah. quite I average it. Just to get in here, I average about three Google searches per answer to find the right answer to a question, I would say. There, there you go. Nice. It takes least, me about least, three different yes, iterations yes, yes, of my yes. Google search. Huh. <laughs> All right, um, Vince, it's always a pleasure. Um, Vince, remember, ne next week um, we're going to be trying to raise money for KZUX and the sports phone. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, hey. This is Raythe Khan. Hey, great show tonight you boys are putting on tonight. Dang. Great show. Is this Raythe? Hey, I had, because uh, as a loyal Chicago and I moved out here, I still live and breathe Chicago sports. And then that's usually what the folks 
when you go from another place to another place, you bring your loyalty with you. And I've gone to sports bars, and I've met other Chicagoans that are there to watch watch their thing. Like be folks from Cleveland Browns are real fanatic fans there. But there's another category you're talking about. If you grew up with it, you grew up with that, and that's your loyalty to your team. I once asked my brother-in-law, who was from the St. Louis area, why he was not a St. Louis Cardinals fan. He was a Baltimore Orioles fan. <laughs> and what it was, was he's a St. Louis Browns fan, but when the Browns moved, moved the franchise to Baltimore, he, he, his loyalty went with the team. And that's another breed. He, he'll always be an, an Orioles fan because they're the St. Louis Browns. He's just loyalty. Do you think there's a lot of? I I I, I would guess there's a lot of Laker fans that are from Minneapolis. Don't you think that's where the Lakers oh, started? Originally, yeah, and, and, and their Timberwolves suck. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I think I think the one of the best examples of this to keep it well semi-local is yeah. the Raiders going from Oakland to Los yeah. Angeles, back to Oakland, and now to Vegas, and to yeah. see the loyalty of that fan base. Exactly. And they won't become 49ers. They won't switch over. They'll exactly. always be Raiders fans. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure that one. Well, yeah, Jerry just it. Jerry just moved from Oakland to uh, Oakland to Las Vegas. No, I didn't. The, neither one of those cities are correct. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I know, I mean, for, oh, yeah. as a Raider fan. As a Raider, as a Raider fan. fan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and it's and it's funny. It's going back, and Jim, you're old enough to remember this, too. But my people don't realize the uh, L.A. Clippers were the San Diego Clippers. I, I, you know, the Bulls used to play out in the Western Conference here with the, with the, uh, the Lakers, Warriors, and uh, the Clippers. But they were the San Diego Clippers. And when they moved San Diego, I'm sure a lot of those fans kept the loyalties to the team, the few fans that go there. Wait, you saying the, the Bulls were always in Chicago, but they played in the, in the Western, Western Division? Western League, yeah. We used to, we could never get out of the playoffs because we'd go up against uh, uh, Will Chamberlain and Jerry West and those guys, Gail Goodrich and stuff. And I used to have to stay up late because of the time difference there to watch the Bulls uh, Lakers games. That's why the Bulls lost. Uh, uh, and then eventually they split it up as more teams got added. They added up. They they moved uh, they moved them in the Midwest divisions. So they have the current divisions that they have right now. But no, originally it was just a, basically West Coast, East Coast, and the Bulls were in the West, the West thing. So were the Milwaukee Bucks. And this is yep. back. These are the original. This is back the... in the uh, mid sixties. See, the NBA really about sixty six is when the Bulls franchise started up and stuff. Can you name the original teams on, in the NBA? Oh, Can either one of you? Oh wow, that's a good one. There's guys. eight of them. There's eight of them. Someone asked yeah. me to do this once. Boston, of course, number one. The Knicks. Knicks, Lakers, the Lakers, Boston, both, and then I don't know if the Pistons came in later when they came in. Maybe no. they came in almost about the same time the Bulls nope, did. No, that's it, one of them. That's so, five. Yeah. I've heard this before. Well, see, the, the thing that gets me with this is there's teams because they all had to be teams from before the merger with the ABA. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so oh, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. Of teams that there's a group of teams that keep coming into my head. But I know that they're, they're teams that came after the merger, like the Spurs are one. That I think that, yeah, I oh, think and, they're, they're, uh, and the Denver uh, Nuggets. Same I think thing the, that was Dan I think the Bullets. I'm going to take another call. I think the okay, Bullets. Okay, let I think you the go, guys. Bullets hey, were, great show. Thank you. Yeah, I think thank the you, Bullets you. were one of the other ones. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, I really like you guys' show. I want to thank, thank you. you guys for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to say that, you know, 
most of my life, I have really hoped that the spirit of fair play, you know, that we're taught as kids, really, really would manifest in the population in general. And, like, when you're at a sporting event and you hear the people yelling, even when the ref made the right call, and, you know, they're quiet if they get a call that was a wrong call. But, you know, so you know there's some people that don't believe in fair play, really. They just want to win at all costs. And, but I've always held on to that hope that it was just the local, you know, the vocal few that are on that end of the spectrum. But every once in a while in our lives, we face a situation where they actually count the votes. And so after the last four years of watching what's happened in politics in this country, lying, I mean, just blatant lying, cheating, stealing, self-dealing, dealing to your family, things that should be so obvious to anybody who's really watching, that having this election be this close is, is actually a test of my belief system and I failed. I was wrong. Almost half of the people in this country have absolutely no desire for fairness. They just want to win for whatever okay. their belief system is that made them vote for this guy. And I have to say I am profoundly disappointed that I've always hoped in that stadium that the majority of the people in that stadium were, you know, decent people who would vote for fairness. <laughs> but it's like this election has proved me wrong because we actually counted the votes. It's very, very interesting. Um, I was close to cutting you off because we decided we weren't going to go to we, we weren't going to go. We were going to get away from from politics and, and Trump and Biden for this hour. But somehow you walk the line very well. I, I see. I, it was. Yeah. No, Carl, <laughs> I, just, I see where you're going. Now I see where you were going with that. I think it's a really interesting powerful statement just like the idea of competitiveness but keeping the fairness of competition no i i i, I yeah i know i really appreciate that comment uh it was it was good powerful stuff thank you all right thanks yeah, for the call for sure thanks for the call 707-895-2448 um it's, it's funny i've got nothing from the special npr squawk box but i've got two different people texting me <laughs> saying um they're saying a two-minute warning for for biden so i'm waiting for someone to text me and say he's actually on jerry and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut to it um yeah. but you know we only have nine minutes of the uh for maybe 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 he'll wait until after the sports phone it's only 11 o'clock on the east coast i don't know yeah well we'll see um still have time yeah, for, for some calls this has been what do we got? W. Dan. Um, um, brought up something about how did this all start with where where players are from? Chair, hold hold on a minute, Chair. Universal time: three hours fifty one. Um, I think we're on the brink, so uh, just keep me uh, occupied here, Jerry. While I try to figure out. Time, three hours, 52 minutes, five seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern. We do not have Joan Biden on yet. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Well, hi, but Joe Biden is speaking now. Hold on a minute. 
U.S. Naval Observatory. Um, the NPR station is not covering it then, so it's the best I can do. I turn it up. All they're doing is telling me the time. Um, Darn. Yeah. I know. I had KQED on. They weren't doing it, and I figured that our station would, but... We're, uh, we, no, it's not our station. It's not coming across the NBR feed, or, or else you would be hearing it right now. Well, that's a booger. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, we'll keep an eye on it for sure for the next. Uh... That's that's not on that that's not on us. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on it for the next seven minutes or so. Jer, I'm going to try. Definitely... I'm going to try once more, Jer. U.S. Naval Observatory. No, nope, that is the uh, NPR station. And all they're doing is telling us what time it is. Yeah. And Jim, I normally wouldn't do this kind of thing over the air, but this is a big deal. So you know you're following all the proper instructions that you were given to get it on the air and, yep, just, and everything like that. Just, just, turn up, just turn up breaking news, and I was just told by, by a caller, Jer, that um, KQED is not covering either. I, they're an NPR I, station. Got it, for sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to, to double-check. Well, our apologies for that. You know, I, even though it does sound like it's an NPR thing, it's not, you know, coming from us directly. But, you know, it's a big deal. Like, you know, we wanted to come on here and talk about sports, and but we understand a lot of people want to hear what Biden has to say. And, you know, it's it's rare during, these, during this election that you actually get, like, important stuff, I would say. Like, a lot of times there's just so much filler. So I get, you know, when Biden comes on to speak or, you know, Trump has something to say on TV or something. Those are big deal because it's not just all of the filler that comes with something extended like this. But uh, so, again, our apologies that, that we're having some trouble getting that up. Uh, That's, um, I'm, 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 I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with the responsibility. I'm doing exactly. I'm, I'm turning up breaking news and hold on. I'm turning on breaking news and they are not. U.S. Naval. They're not covering it on on the NPR station, so uh, it. it's on right. them. Well, well, we'll move on. We got a couple of minutes left then on the sports phone seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Jim, I pulled up the original eleven teams from the nineteen forty six inaugural season of the NBA. There's eleven. Uh, there was uh, so so a little background here. The BAA, which was the Basketball Association of America, and the NBA merged to or excuse me the nbl which is the national basketball league they merged to originally create the nba 11 team 60 game season was the original schedule uh it was the boston celtics the chicago stags the cleveland rebels the detroit falcons the new york knicks the philadelphia warriors the pittsburgh Ironmen, the providence steamrollers the st louis bombers the toronto huskies and the Washington Capitals. That was the original 11 teams. Uh, four of them dropped out after one season. But what I think is really interesting about that list is, uh, you know, obviously, okay, there's only I think two on that list that survived till now, like same names and where they were, the Knicks and the Celtics. But I do find it interesting that so many of those teams actually still do have, or so many of those cities still have teams. Oh, exactly, and, and how yeah, they've like, moved around. Let me take a call, Jer. Toronto still has a team, the Rebel, the Cleveland team. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're on the air. If you go to npr.org and go to Play Live Radio, you'll find Biden speaking. Oh, I'm sure people. I'm, I'm sure there's a lots of way people can get. get yeah, get, for sure. Yeah, you can you can go to CNN, you can go to Fox News, MSN, ev- everywhere. I just but don't. A, I just it's don't an know. NPR feed. That's what 
U.S. Naval. Yeah, it looks like we're still not getting it over the. It's. Uh, it's. Um. It was. I know. I'm. You know. I, I was so careful about this, Jerry. I know I've got it right. And oh, and, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, you were giving us. We were. We were both. I'm not there, but I was. And there involved. was. You know, and we there was. And there was no announcement either from from NPR. <laughs> it's not on their. It's not on their. Uh, they they were supposed to give us an email update. I don't know what's going on. Um, well, and as, as you kind of said, like there's we. I'm not there, but we were given like a very specific set of instructions for. Hey, if Biden starts speaking, this, this, and this is going to happen, and then do this, and it yeah. just doesn't look like any of that kind of occurred. Yeah, so, and I don't, I don't think we should put the microphone on one of our handheld computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm as as I said, the last thing I said to our program director when she left was. Um, people want to hear Biden. They're going to hear it whether it's on our radio or not. But but I I, I wish I wish we could have done it the way we were supposed to. Anyway, um, we're down to um, just a couple minutes. We're down couple to a couple. Minutes actually, change. we have right until uh, the next show comes on um, right at eight o'clock tonight. So we have about two and a half minutes. Very good, very good. Well, 707-895-2448, if you've got anything in the last I don't couple know, minutes I don't know about that. going on in the world of sports. I don't know about that list, Jared, because you're calling that the original 11 teams in the in the National Basketball Association? That, that's what I'm going with. I mean, I I don't really see any anything to dispute it at this point. But I heard the Washington Bullets were in it. The Washington Capitals were in it. Oh, the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then they, they might have changed names to the Bullets, and then they eventually became the Wizards. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I again, like, you're, just, you're searching the Internet and finding information on the Internet is always kind of can be a little bit of a toss-up. So I don't know how accurate what I found was, but it seemed like it was coming from a reputable spot. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I think, I, again, the thing that fascinated about me about that was how many cities there were that, that still have teams. Like, I didn't know there was a Toronto team originally like that's I, crazy I'm, I'm real i'm really surprised that there was a toronto team yeah yeah and there's still a team up there they're just they went from huskies to raptors i wonder how many lost teams and then regained them if you know what i mean like how many kind of were not there then they came back in some way i'd be i'd be curious about about that as well but it's, it's always good stuff i love good sports